Welcome to the Experience Life Podcast, where we are learning to escape our comfort zone and get out of our own way from holding ourselves back from the lives we know we are made for. My name is Sarah, and I'm a mom who is infatuated with personal growth. Join me on this journey to experience life through all of life's experiences. What's up out there, lifers? Welcome to today's episode of Experience Life. Thank you for pressing play and deciding to join me here today. Um, I am taking a shot in the dark and hoping that this will have some type of decent sound quality because um, I have been experiencing Wi-Fi issues all week long and I just can't seem to get my um, laptop that I use for recording to pull up the software needed um, to record today's episode and I am actually headed out of town tomorrow and I don't want to leave this pending and not record this while one it's fresh on my brain and I don't want to leave it um, open-ended before I leave. So I wanted to be fresh and air for you on Monday and that's most important to me um, above sound quality or editing quality. So I am recording this on my smartphone, which is something that you can do. And a lot of people actually do do. I just was holding myself to the standards of using my podcasting mic and using my podcasting software and using my podcasting um, laptop. But um, this is me and this is the real authentic me. And I promised you that anyways. So here we go. Um, so again, I am on the hunt for, um, March's lifer of the month and I'm watching all of you out there, um, transform into your future selves. And I'm so proud to be on this journey with you. Um, so in the next couple of weeks, I will be announcing the lifer of the month for March. I can't wait to, um, share with you. So Today, I couldn't even really think of like what to call this topic because truly to me, it's self-abandonment, but it's so much more than that. And I didn't know if you guys um, would fully resonate with me calling it self-abandonment, but this is sort of a product of the journey that I have been on for um, the last 20 days um, and more. It's been a little over that, but... um, I committed to do this thing, um, this journey with a friend of mine um, and my therapist, and it um, has helped me reevaluate something that I was already examining. And you guys know I love to share that I love to examine things. I love to examine words. I love to examine different areas and beliefs in my life. So this is a product of it. So what I wrote on the top line when I decided to sit down and write, because that's how I process my thoughts is writing, um, was Why are we afraid to speak about our goals out loud? Why do we struggle with the fear of calling our shots? Now, sometimes maybe we have these hopes and dreams inside of us um, and they continue to present in our minds, acting, asking us to be, to be the creator of them, right? So they're asking us to be acted upon and we don't listen. We never even tell anyone because we never even recognized it long enough in ourselves. But maybe one day we do. Maybe one day you grab a hold of one of those dreams and you start to repeat it in your mind and you begin to wonder what it may look like if you started to do this thing. 
you begin to try and be that person that does this thing, you start to get a clearer vision, the end goal of what it might look like for you to actually be the person out there doing this thing. And maybe this thing is big, like opening your own business or getting married or having babies, building your dream house. Or maybe this thing starts with taking up a new craft or running a 5k. But Whatever this thing is, you've been circling around it afraid to flush, afraid to pull the plunge, the trigger, flush the creativity required to begin the flow necessary to execute this thing. You've been treading water, stuck in the same spot, all the while trying to convince yourself of all the reasons you're afraid afraid or you shouldn't or couldn't possibly be the person who could handle this thing. You're afraid to even utter a word about this thing to anyone because then you might be held liable to do the thing that you're not sure about doing. Now, this thought has been widely talked about that we are afraid to call our shop because then we have people to hold us responsible. And in the personal development space, it is a topic of conversation um, quite often that we learn how to call our shot in order to get support behind us and encourage us to move forward. But I really struggled with this idea and I knew that it wasn't quite that easy or accurate for myself and maybe for you too. Um, So I did what I always do and I examined it. I got really curious about why that is. Why is it that I don't tell anyone what I'm doing, what I'm dreaming about, what I'm believing that I'm capable of? And it isn't always that um, I'm afraid to call my shot. Um, It isn't because it it isn't always that I'm afraid to have somebody to hold me responsible, I guess. Um, Although sometimes it is the case, especially with my kids, because If there is anything that I preach um, in my children's lives uh, when it comes um, to allowing people in their lives, when it comes to anyone that I allow to influence the space in their lives, it is the idea that you will not say you're going to do something or make a promise that you cannot keep when it comes to my kids. So this goes for me too. I will not say something out loud. I will not tell them I'm doing something unless I know for sure this thing is happening. And that is just a product um, of our lives and this is a product of my life and what we have walked through that I am entirely strict about implementing this into their lives. Now, most definitely what I have walked through in my lifetime has affected the product that I am today and why I do what I do. It affects how I respond to things, my habits, and my behaviors. So when I was navigating down this rabbit hole through therapy and the aftermath of therapy, which includes lots of stillness and meditation, mindfulness work, and a lot of journaling on my part, in the pursuit of uncovering all the reasons or the beliefs that I have inside, in order to course correct some of them or truly just understand and recognize some of them, in order to be my own um, life manager, if you will, So what I landed on this one day was the idea that I don't tell anyone what I'm doing or thinking until I have already convinced myself that it is 100% without a doubt happening. Until I have built the support I need inside my own self already. Until I have done the research to see what is required to do what I want to do. 
until I have looked at my schedule and examined how I am going to rearrange my life to fit this thing in. Until I have explored the avenues, the tools that I'm going to need, and until I have adapted the mindset to begin doing this thing. So you see, by the time that I approach my husband, who is typically the first person that I go to with any crazy idea that I have, and I sort of approach him really silly, and I'm like, hey, and he knows right away, and he's like, oh my God, what do you got? Throw it at me, because he knows now how I am. But when I approach him, I have already made up my mind. But I still approach him with this, hey, I'm thinking about starting a podcast. And then I wait and see what he says. And it's sort of like this fun little game. And if he has anything to say, any qualms, any doubts about it, I have a fully prepared bag of responses and defenses prepared for my war. So you can imagine, but by the time that my idea or my goal, my plan reaches the world or you guys, it's already in the process of being created far beyond the idea of coming to life stage. So I'm not saying that this is fully healthy and should be practiced, but I did find good inside of this practice or habit, behavior, whatever you want to call it, that I was doing. And I did find some room for adjustment, which is a great revelation when you're examining something, you find the good and you find um, what needs to be tweaked. And then we take it from there and we create it to be something for our future. And this is how we take our past, our present and morph it into our future. Now, the reason I do this is because it is a survival mode, if you will, that I adapted long ago as a child to be able to survive and thrive, a way to get what I needed and what I wanted out of life. After all, you cannot do anything unless you have fully convinced yourself that it is what you are going to do anyways. So you must convince your mind before you can, your, you must convince your mind before your mind can tell your body to do anything anything. You have to convince your mind that you're going to walk to the fridge before your body can tell your leg to walk to the fridge. And once I have the belief behind myself and my mind is made up, I am unstoppable. I am untouchable to anyone. So their opinion becomes irrelevant, which was what I was going for. Because when I would make these announcements that these things were um, what I wanted, the places I wanted to go, the changes I wanted to see or be in the world, that people I looked up to, the things I read, the shows I watched, the food I ate, the activities I partook in, they all had something wrong with them. And so what happened was I began to believe that I was not good enough. I was wrong. Maybe I was broken. I was rejected. I was incorrect. And what happens in a state of feeling this way is that you are self-abandoning yourself, which self-abandonment can be a really tough concept to grasp. And this might be totally foreign to you, like I said. Um, So I encourage you to explore it. Just go to Google, Google self-abandonment and um, start to, you know, unravel. What does it mean? And re-listen to this podcast and listen to how I'm explaining it to you about what it meant for me. And maybe it shows up similarly in your life. Because I had no idea that I was doing this to myself for so many years. So I agreed to do this thing, um, which surfaced from my, um, my therapist, who is actually close, very close to me. We're very, very close. Um, 
I've been seeing her for years and she's my life coach in my life. Um, and so anyways, we share a, um, a love for our religion. We're the, the same religion. And so this whole conversation has nothing to do with religion, but however, it came up right now because we're both in a season of Lent. So in the Catholic um, religion, Lent is 40 days and 40 nights. And typically like in old teachings, you give something up. So like when I was a kid, I gave up bubblegum. Um, but this year I'm giving up self-abandonment um, tendencies every single day for 40 days. Now this might sound easy, it is far from easy. It is the hardest thing I've ever given up. So I really had to examine how self-abandonment showed up in my life because clearly it did and I didn't realize it so much. And she sort of like nudged me to do this. And I was like, why does she think I'm like have a tendency to self-abandon? Or I self-abandoned in my past, not so much in the present day, but I had to figure out how I had done it, how I had been doing it in order to not allow it to happen in the future. So I've been doing it for over 20 days now. And I see that once you're, um, and that you're proving to yourself that this is a habit that you can do, this will be something that I carry with me the rest of my life because of the product of these last 40 days. So what self-abandonment really means is the idea that you reject or suppress, like ignore, part of yourself in real time. In other words, like you have a need or desire that you want to meet and you take a decision, you make a decision not to meet it somewhere along the way or not even dream or think about it. You just dismiss it from your brain and you have abandoned yourself in the process. The person that you were created to be, you abandoned them on the side of the road. You left them there because you said it wasn't good enough because you believed that that's what the world was telling you when they were projecting their own feelings, their own fears onto you. The reasons you were put on this earth are are what you are abandoning. And what happens when you do this is you eventually become utterly lost because you were dumped on the side of the road without any navigation, okay? So you're no longer a complete whole human being because that was part of you. It was being presented to you because it was meant for you. You are missing out on an experience meant for for you. You're literally missing a piece of yourself. Do you want to leave a couple fingernails and an ear back on the road? No, you you won't feel like a whole human being. You are robbing yourself of your own life and the experiences within that life. So this is obviously the part no, this is obviously the part of this rooted behavior in myself that I needed to explore working on. So when I traveled back in time and I thought about any big change that stood out in my mind because they were easier to recognize, you know, look at big changes first and then the little ones will start to pop up. And I reflected on the circumstances surrounding them and how I went about sharing with um, anybody in my life was what I was, what I was doing, what I was thinking, what I was working on, what I was prospering for. And I realized that with any big change that I never shared them with anyone until they were already done or already in motion. My decision to get divorced, my decision to get remarried, my decision to elope, my decision to buy a new car, my decision to start a podcast or begin working on writing a book. And then I realized that this was so, this whole idea was even so with small things like signing up for a race, changing my hair color, painting my bathroom walls, 
I literally wouldn't even tell my husband until he came home and saw. And I was like, surprise. And he's like, what did you do? And I knew when I traveled back to this place as a viewer, sort of like an onlooker from up above, instead of being in it as me, that this was because I was living in a place of protection, not really protection of my feelings because I don't really care so much what people think. It's really not about that. It's more about protecting my dreams and my frame of mind surrounding them because My past showed me that when I share my hopes and dreams and plans, that someone will tell me they are wrong. And me being the empath people pleaser that I am, I would adjust myself to please others, to make them feel more comfortable about themselves or about my life. Mostly because I couldn't fathom the thought of um, carrying through with something that my loved one had encouraged me not to do knowing that this was not approved by them or that, that this would make them feel any type of way. I didn't want to upset them. So I chose to take on the upset instead in myself. And in the process, I self-abandoned myself and my own life. I told my subconscious that my opinions and feelings didn't matter. I told my subconscious that their feelings, opinions, and comfortability was more important than my own. And so I began to protect myself and all my happenings in life by not sharing them with anyone until I knew that I was in a place of such a solid foundation that no one could shake it. And honestly, it worked like magic because it makes it that much harder for someone to project their opinions on your idea once the idea is already in the birthing process of action. Think about like if a puppy, if you brought a puppy home and you said, honey, I got a puppy, he's going to be surprised. He might be mad. But instead of saying, honey, I think I'm, I'm thinking about getting a puppy, it would be a lot harder for him to say no to that puppy if it's a statement with it in their face, rather than an open-ended question I, I'm thinking about. So while I know it sounds like I'm trying to convince you to practice this in your life, this idea of protecting your ideas and dreams, it's only partly so, because I want you to be careful about self-abandoning yourself in the process. Um, self-abandoning can lead to so many other rooted problems in your life, such as resentment, And I'm sure that you can imagine the resentment I came to have for these people that I um, conformed myself for to please them instead of me. I started to resent them for what my life became instead of what I, what part did I play in that? And then you would have to do the work to pick apart the woven sweater that is in order to live in a healthy flow again. So instead I encourage you to be mindful of self-abandoning tendencies. Examine them, research them in your life, and in resources like Google, YouTube, whatever order, um, to practice loyalty to yourself, your life, and your path. And always remember that it is your life. It is not their life. Do not conform to make them comfortable with your life. They don't need to be comfortable with your life. The reason they're worried about comfortable in your life is because they're not comfortable in their own life. You see, the, the, the beautiful thing here is that the more comfortable you become in your life, the less you will care about comfortability with somebody else's life. So that is their problem. And you may be doing them a favor in encouraging them to look at their comfortableness in their life 
by not allowing them to be comfortable in your life. It is your life. So go enjoy your life. And until next time, lifer, enjoy the ride. Thank you so much for joining me to experience life. If you like this episode, please spread the love and share it with a friend or tag me on social media. You can always find me on Instagram at Miss Sarah Jack. That's M-S dot S-A-R-A-H underscore J-A-C. Until next time, enjoy the ride.